Footprints presents The Incredibles, a series where you meet ordinary but incredible individuals. Chinese people have always had a deeply rooted idea that our body is a gift from our parents and must be kept intact even after death. Currently in China, one donor's contribution can save about four lives. However, organ donation means denying the donor's chance of life and causing suffering to their families. I'm Liu Yuan, an organ donation coordinator from Beijing Yuan Hospital. As an organ donation coordinator, what exactly does Liu Yuan do? Is such a relatively unknown profession seen as a desirable job? How do people react to it, and what's the significance behind it? To find out more, let's tune in to this episode of Footprints, a podcast that presents stories of ordinary but incredible people to its listeners. Behind the outpatient and emergency departments, a row of single-story houses sits further away from the crowded daily routine of Beijing Yuan Hospital. Among them is the Organ Procurement Organization, or OPO, led by Liu Yuan and his team. This is a quiet corner of the hospital. An unadorned room filled with the heavy smell of cigarettes, making it a sharp contrast with the conspicuous and modern-looking taller buildings surrounding it. On a scorching afternoon in late July, Liu Yuan and his colleagues were about to have their so-called lunch. We started our conversation with how organ donation and transplantation services emerged in China. It was in the year 1960 when China conducted its first kidney transplantation at the Peking University First Hospital. Then, around the mid-1970s, Chinese surgeons were sent to the West to learn the latest techniques. To date, surgical technology of organ procurement and transplantation in China has been kept in line with global standards, with some even exceeding the world's most advanced levels, such as pediatric liver transplantation technology. However, what stands in the way is not technology, but the conflicts between modern medicine and a traditional way of thinking. Chinese people have always had a deeply rooted idea that our body is a gift from our parents and must be kept intact even after death. So to accept what we do means to break free from it. It's not only ordinary people who struggle to embrace this idea. We practitioners feel the same way, especially when we start to do the job. In the classics of filial piety, or Xiao Jing, by ancient Confucian philosophers, it is stated that our bodies, to every hair and bit of skin, are received by us from our parents, and we must not presume to injure or damage them. From ancient times to this day, such Confucian teachings have been influencing the Chinese people. 
They are already deeply embedded in the choices they make and have become an integral part of their cultural DNA. Mankind generally shares a similar belief towards life and death, that the deceased should be respected and allowed to rest in peace. This obviously runs counter to the development of modern medicine, which, in order to save more lives, encourages people to sign up for organ donation after death. Liu Yuan's job is to resolve these conflicts between traditional thinking and modern concepts of medicine. At around 5 p.m. on August 1st, 2022, Eight-year-old Shi Xingrei, a girl suffering from glioma, a disease of the brain, was brought out of a ward on a gurney in the People's Hospital of Zhengzhou in central China. A day earlier, she and her family had celebrated her ninth birthday. Her family explained why they had decided to sign the organ donation paper. Now that our child is gone, we'd rather choose to pass on this love and see that she lives in another way. It was so heartbroken at first, but the thought that she could save lives and help others makes me want to stick to the course till the end. Support from ordinary people keeps Liu Yuan and thousands of other organ donation coordinators going. Since China officially embarked on the roadmap of establishing a systematic network of saving lives through organ transplantation more than a decade ago. In 2013, the China National Health Commission issued a policy to legally permit non-profit organizations to be engaged in organ donations. That was the earliest form of OPO. At the beginning, medical workers in China, especially those who had already been involved in organ transplantation, were mobilized to become specialists in coordination in order to meet the increasing demand for organs. Basic training was given to those who volunteered to pioneer in the new branch of the medical profession, organ donation coordination. With voluntary organ donation surging in China in 2010, a new profession as organ donation coordinator emerged. A coordinator's job is to convince relatives of potential donors and help with the entire process of donation. In the、One、developed world where organ transplantation was invented, organ donation has been accepted by the majority of people. Similar to the Western countries, in China, the job of a coordinator is also allocated according to jurisdiction. They would identify possible donors and recipients within the area and ensure effective coordination, with consequently a shorter distance for transporting procured organs. However, in China, even though more and more people are aware of the importance of organ donation and that for many patients it is the only hope for survival, many still find it an extremely difficult decision to make when people like Liu Yuan approach them. It is a daunting task for doctors and hospitals to convince patients and their families to sign the donation papers. 
A year after the legislation was changed, Liu Yuan, who was a surgeon himself back then, started to test the unknown waters of organ donation coordination. The whole thing had to be started from scratch. First, only a few surgeons came forward, and then more and more began to join them. They were mostly from relevant positions within the medical services system. So far, over 130 hospital-based OPOs have sprung up throughout China, forming a nationwide organ procurement and transplantation network, which follows the World Health Organization's guiding principles while also attempting to cater to China's national condition. Biting into the food passed over to him by his much younger-looking colleagues, who refer to him as their 大哥 or big brother in Chinese. Liu Yuan recalled how he and his team started their work. Our team was established in 2014 by two or three initiators. Currently, we are a team of five, but. Of course, people keep coming and going. It wasn't easy at the beginning. We didn't even have an office of our own. He himself took up the job in 2014, and Liu Yuan admits that he and his colleagues did it for a simple reason. At first, none of us knew what the future would be like, and we just wanted to get the job done and make our leaders proud. We wanted to live up to their trust and expectations. We were all very young, and our thoughts were simple. But after immersing themselves in this new role, this first generation of donation coordinators started to feel the heavy weight of responsibility. We Priority is always given to families first. For us, meeting with the family was just part of the job, but a lot of times mentioning organ donation causes painful discussions. So we try to approach them in a manner that shows that we're there to help them. A coordinator requires an expertise in communication. They have to be good at talking and convincing people. According to Liu Yuan. The very initial stage of his job is to help the donor family fully understand their rights and what happens next. Usually, it is the most challenging part of his work. Once the family agrees to donate, the coordinator then walks them through all the legal procedures and paperwork. The next step is to transport the patient to the designated hospital for end-of-life care and prepare for organ procurement after circulatory or brain death. According to Liu Yuan, the entire coordination takes no more than three days, since they do not have the luxury of prolonging the process. Time means life in organ transplantation. Liu Yuan can never forget the first case he dealt with. It was in November of 2014, two weeks after he started his new career. The potential donor was a 15-year-old boy suffering from glioma, a lethal pediatric brain tumor. After several rounds of radiation therapy, the young patient was diagnosed with brainstem death. With all the potential donor's information to hand, and the boy's parents just a few kilometers away, Liu Yuan hesitated and felt he was actually not ready to meet the family. Where would he begin the conversation? What if things are going wrong, or they become violent and aggressive? And if so, 
where would he run and hide? But when he finally stood before the boy's father, all the prepared ice-breaking attempts gave way to listening and sharing the fond memories of a diligent and well-behaved boy. We typically begin with basic topics like how the kid got the disease and where he received the treatment. Then gradually, we try to deepen the talk and ask, for example, how their family handled financial and mental difficulties. The fundamental reason behind this chat is to comfort the patient's family and let them know that they can trust us. This is also a chance for them to open up and truly disclose their emotions and allow us to further communicate on a deeper level. Empathy toward the grieving family members helped Liu Yuan better understand the dilemma they were going through. If the family decided to prolong the boy's life, they would be faced with high medical expenses and more emotional pain since the boy's chances of survival are close to zero. But on the other hand, it was human nature to refuse to give up hope on their loved ones. There is a saying that no one can be prepared for death. Parting with loved ones is the most difficult thing to do in the world. In a situation of life and death, all people want is hope. But as soon as the topic of organ donation is brought up, it means shattering their hope and bringing distressed people further into desperation. I feel our work is very special. We're dealing with people, specifically grieving and desperate families. There must be a way out. This is when a third option is made available to the family by coordinators like Liu Yuan. Let the relatives see how loved one would continue to live and be with them in another form of life, living in the lives of others they help to save. After we're able to build that trust with the family, we want them to know that it's a rational decision to make. That day at dinner time, Liu Yuan and the boy's father sat down in a small restaurant. The father talked about how much support they had received from government, relatives, friends, and even strangers. After a few shots of alcohol, Liu Yuan witnessed a father pouring his heart out to him by telling him that he was willing to register his boy as a donor. This way, the father believed that his boy and the family could pass on the love and return to the society that once had helped them. I am not against it, said the father slowly. We have tried our best. With these words, he burst out in tears, as did Liu Yuan. The 15-year-old boy's heart, liver, kidneys, lungs, and corneas were donated to five patients selected by the China Organ Transplant Response System as being most urgently needed. 
Moments such as these are the highest reward Liu Yuan could ask for, though it was still so hard to achieve. According to Liu Yuan, this is not a job for everyone. Certain qualities are prerequisite for people willing to join him. Firstly, a coordinator should have a medical background, even better, work experience in emergency care, since the job brings us into close contact with very ill patients. He should be able to understand the patients and the family situation and mental status. I used to be a hepatobiliary surgeon, primarily dealing with the liver and gallbladder. I've got colleagues who used to be nurses from the organ transplant department and the ICU. Besides having a medical background, Liu Yuan says kind-heartedness and compassion are also essential characteristics for organ donation coordinators. Whether they eventually sign up the patient as a donor is ultimately their decision to make. It has to be voluntary. As coordinators, we would respect their decision no matter what the outcome may be, and we'd never coerce them to go against their will. Inevitably, much of the time, the efforts of Liu Yuan and his team end up in failure and frustration. Effort seemed to have been made to no avail. Liu Yuan talks about the unpredictable nature of his job. Chinese law requires the agreement from all next of kin of the patients to agree to donation before the process starts. Some may agree with it while others don't. And when contradictions within the family occur, we will approach them again with further communication, which might take days or even a whole week without reaching a consensus. There are times when the patient has passed away before the family members come to an agreement. Situations like this are quite common. When things get tough, Liu Yuan and his team have to learn to toughen up to prepare for new and unforeseeable challenges. We're always ready for challenges, and we're getting stronger with every case. Sometimes we're unwelcomed or even scolded out of the room. But I would always tell my peers to stay strong and remain compassionate. Liu Yuan's persistence and perseverance are the result of the education and training he has received, and as well as his 11 years of clinical experience accumulated while serving as a hepatobiliary surgeon. He has witnessed too many lives lost and too many families heartbroken due to a shortage of transplantable organs. Liver transplantation, for example, is probably the only way to save a patient's life. However, due to the shortage of organs, most of the patients I've seen eventually died in despair. So ultimately, to me, this is the practical need of organ donation in clinical medicine. We never plan on how many organs to procure or set up an annual goal since it's the wish of all of us to reduce pain and achieve harmony. But when people are willing to do such a thing, we try to inspire them to make greater contributions to our society. After plowing the soil and sowing the seeds, it's time to harvest. As of May 2021, more than 34,000 organ donations have been performed under the National Program Framework in China. 
none of which could have been achieved without the efforts of donation coordinators like Liu Yuan. However, in China, patients in need of donated organs still far outnumber those registered potential donors. This is also a universal problem faced by all countries. Transplantation in general would not be possible without donations. Currently in China, one donor's contribution can save about four lives. As coordinators, we are unable to save anyone's life directly, but we could possibly create a more positive outcome where more lives could be saved eventually. Whenever there is a possibility of a donor, we try to seize the opportunity to persuade the family to make that choice. In the forefront of organ transplantation are medical workers like Liu Yuan, while in the background are efforts made by government, society, and people from all walks of life. Although in China, economic development, welfare coverage, and people's living standards vary from place to place, concerted efforts have been made to successfully reduce medical costs for donors, some to a very low level or even free of charge. More measures are on the way to ease the pressure by gradually incorporating organ transplantation into the country's national medical insurance system. With better policies in place and better publicity, Liu Yuan's life seems to have become easier. Looking back, Liu Yuan admits, even now, he sometimes feels trapped whenever he realizes that he's nowhere near to what he wants to accomplish. About 10 years ago, he and his wife, also a medical worker, entered their 30s. Like many others in the same age group, they have to balance career and family, with taking care of the old and young on one side and the pursuit of their professional on the other. Clinical work was stressful and highly competitive. Liu Yuan felt he needed a breakthrough. I felt my future was unclear and far from what I expected. So instead of being content and sticking around as a routine doctor for the rest of my life, I told my family that I could be redirected to a position which no man has tried and do something meaningful there. Of course, at the time, my parents were against the idea of changing jobs. In fact, by the time the 34-year-old Liu Yuan broke the news to his loved ones, he had already quietly received organ donation coordination training and passed the qualification exam along with several of his surgeon colleagues. He found that he was an ideal candidate for the new job. But it wasn't until he realized that he had the potential to excel that he started to take the job seriously and went all out in his new career. His trump card is his social ability. When working at a clinic, unlike some other doctors, Liu Yuan found it easy to deal with his patients. As a doctor, he's able to stand in the shoes of his patients and knows how to appease their anxiety. Communicating with other people comes quite naturally for me. I was a surgeon for 11 years, and it wasn't common for conflicts or disputes to occur between me and my patients, as well as their families. At the same time, I read books on psychology and communication skills to improve myself. It took me about a year to get myself prepared for my new job. My wife is also a staff at our hospital who understands the importance of this role that I was to take. And to this 
this day, I feel like I couldn't have made that decision without her support. In 2014, the year when Liu Yuan officially became an organ donation coordinator, China's voluntary deceased organ donation cases reached 1,702, achieving a year-by-year increase since the pilot program was initiated in 2010. As team leader, as well as the oldest among his colleagues, Liu Yuan said back then there wasn't a clear distribution of duty among his staff. Everybody has to be able to multitask. They'd go all out to support the donor families, both physically and mentally, being responsible for the clinical arrangements of organ donation and relevant professional and public education. But now... He runs a full-capacity OPO office, with a total staff of five, each being clear about their own specific duty and responsibility. We assign staff members to identify potential donors, uh, reach out to their families, supervise the maintenance of procured organs, or diagnose the death of a donor according to certain neurological criteria, etc. I would usually oversee each case's operation and have conversations with donor families. When asked having a team of only five members, with the success rate about 50 to 50, when trying to secure potential donors, where he and his team believed he could get the power to continue the cause and maintain their passion and love for the job. Liu Yuan honestly used the words, it's painful. This type of work can be quite painful sometimes. You may start off reaching out to the families with great passion, but still be discouraged at the end of the day, bringing a lot of negativity home, with little joy of accomplishment. Not only that, our irregular working hours and long-term stress could affect our health in a lot of ways. When our family needs us most, we probably will not be around. Unfortunately, this is quite common in what we do. However painful as he has described, as one of the earliest Chinese practitioners in the field of organ donation coordination, Liu Yuan is viewed by many as a beacon or a tower of strength. He attributes his success to the concerted efforts made by people who believed in what they do. It only took 10 years for China to build a national organ donation network from zero, which is a really fast development. Our country has put in loads of manpower and resources over the years, and I feel our hard work has paid off. As of April 2022, China had over 2,500 organ donation coordinators like Liu Yuan, who shuttle at the front line between life and death. It is their wish that organ donation may one day be widely accepted by the general public. Apart from running after each case, one thing we want to put more effort in is to cultivate a donation culture in our society. Through social activities, uh, public education and media coverage, we want our people to know that organ donation is not a taboo. It's something that we can talk about and discuss freely. And I feel that it's something that we ordinary people can do and should do. 
by the end of 2022, an updated regulation incorporating both organ donation and transplantation will soon be released to provide further enhancement and support to this law-based practice. While recognizing that it takes more than time for that picture to become reality, Liu Yuan and his peers are sparing no efforts to get closer to that destination. For the next step, our goal is not only to try to increase the number of donated organs and save more patients on the transplant waiting list, but also to enhance the whole organ donation network to further improve our services on each level. That includes specifying the criteria for organ function maintenance and quality assessment, as well as a strengthened power for the regulatory authority, etc. Liu Yuan is optimistic. It is worth mentioning that more and more young people have signed up for voluntary organ donation. As of August 2022, a total of nearly 4,920,000 people throughout China have been registered. In the blueprint laid out by the nation, individuals like Liu Yuan will continue to play an indispensable role. As donation coordinators, we are the anonymous contributors in this cause who have been and still are seeking future possibilities along with the development of our country. Of course, we're still learning and certainly haven't reached the peak of perfection. But I think if you had to describe us in one phrase, I would use, we are on our way. Feeling proud of himself? Liu Yuan wants to become a role model for young people, especially his own children. I hope my children are proud of their father and his work. Um, my elder son is about to enter his third year in junior high, and my younger boy is a second grader in primary school. So I plan to explain my work to them in ways acceptable to them whenever they show the interest one day. And I was also invited to my elder son's school to give the teenagers a special lecture on the donation and transplant of our organs. Indeed, as a father, Liu Yuan never hides what he does from his children. Instead, he'd actively engage them in conversations about why people should advocate organ donation. Since they know I was once a clinical surgeon, my kids have a general idea of what their father does and what it means. From their perspective, dad's always not at home and can't play with them or coach them with their homework. And that's usually when the boys throw out tons of questions, and their mother would explain to them, telling them that their dad needs to be with a patient that's very ill. It's mostly my wife who's been there to support my children and me. <laughs> like all the busy medical workers in China, Liu Yuan's time for his kids and family has been squeezed to the minimum. Doctors are also made of flesh and bone. Curious about how he winds himself down from a busy day, we learned that his happy and relaxed moment is when he can lay back into a coach and recharge himself for another day. When I get back home each day, often late at night after my family's already gone to bed, I'd watch TV quietly on my own. This is the part of the day that I enjoy the most. Sometimes our team goes out to sing karaoke or have barbecue and beer because it gives us an opportunity to open up and give each other emotional support.
With that, we conclude this episode of Footprints. Thanks for listening. I'm Man Ling. If you are interested in hearing more about the lives of ordinary but incredible people in China, follow us on Apple Podcasts. Just a key in footprints, and you can find more stories anytime, anywhere. We will see you next time. Bye for now.